On this episode of Bootstrappers, my parents, Gwen and Jeremy Aspen, are going to be talking about how they manage work life, business, and their home. So stay tuned to see that in this next episode. Welcome to Bootstrappers, a unique program designed to help make your business better. From property management to remote workers, Bootstrappers is here to help your business succeed. Bootstrappers is a production of Anaquim LLC. So let's lace up those business boots and join Bootstrappers with Jeremy and Gwen Aspen. Welcome to this episode of Bootstrappers, where we talk about topics that matter to real estate entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Gwen Aspen, here with my spouse, Jeremy That's Aspen. That's me. Ooh. And today we're going to talk about something kind of an interesting topic. We're going to talk about how both of us running separate companies manage our personal life, our kids, our households, and working together in the same office all day, every day. So, hey! Uh, so, and this show is still uh, powered by Anaquim, um, which is a company that uh, helps develop property management companies mostly to becoming uh, scalable and more profitable, whether it's uh, virtual assistance services, 24-hour hotline, maintenance, leasing, or full-blown back office support, we can do it. Actually, we can do it for you. <laughs> And if you're a fan of the show, please like and subscribe on YouTube and leave us a nice message and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love the feedback. And after this show, the most insightful comment will receive Jeremy and I, our favorite book from when we first got married. And I think probably one of the most important books we've ever read. It's it, nuanced it's been... and weird, but man, it was good. And so find out what that book is at the end of the show. So, Jeremy, we have been doing the show for seven months now, mm -hmm. and it's funny because the comments and uh, questions we get mostly are not about the content of the show, but mostly about our relationship with one another. Specifically, <laughs> how do you deal with that son of a bitch? <laughs> no. no, it's it, it, people There's are just some variation. Really, they are amazed at, are mostly I get comments on the fact that I'm like, I'm talking, stop interrupting me. They get a lot of comments on that or just the way that we interact. And so, so, so you never read into that as, well, I'm kind of being a bitch. <laughs> never, never. Cause I thought it. I think other, other people think that, and, and I don't know. No, it's just I it's feel like part of the honesty thing. <laughs> So I thought we would just talk about our relationship. So maybe we can give people who don't know us that well a rundown on the basics. So first off, we've been married for 15 years. And as a matter of fact, today is December 6th, my father's birthday. We met 17 years ago today. We did. We did, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. I was going on a date with another guy and then I met Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then the date sucked and then we ended up hanging out and like never not hanging out after that. Yeah. So um, another interesting tidbit is that we are 10 years apart in yeah. age. Yeah, which actually that first day I met her came into play because I was at, that, that's another story. That The way we met was really, are we going to talk about no, that? No, let's not Okay, talk that about was it. cool. But we, uh, we met and I remember looking at her going, 21. Well, I was 22. Kind of 22. 22 years old. <laughs> so, um, and then when we met, we had really hardcore corporate jobs. Like we were working our asses yeah. off yeah. at our respective businesses, but we always knew we wanted to be entrepreneurs from the very beginning. 
Mostly because I just never liked working, having a boss. And I did have a hard time with that. And I had been through, I was always left alone, um, which I loved, but it just felt like it'd be better to not have to report to somebody at all, except clients. Yeah, I, I never liked managers either. And my thing was, I was looking at the people who were managing me and I was like, I don't see myself being them you know, 10 years from now. I, I didn't want to become my corporation. And yeah. I was kind of afraid of that. Um, and then also, I think another thing that made us a match as opposed to other people is that we were both really nerdy, lifelong learners. And we loved on Saturdays, like getting the paper and uh, or reading nerdy books and going to a coffee shop and talking about it. And I think we both get bored easily. Yeah. And I was like, ah, this is somebody I'm not going to get bored with because he's interested in learning. Yeah. If, if, if we're going to be um, with one person the rest of our lives, it better not be somebody that bores the shit out. Okay. <laughs> that was kind of how I went into it. And it... it that we wanted to learn something all the time, something new, that was help, very helpful. And I, I want to say that we're not trying to give marital advice here, just kind of lay out a path for what it is that, what ended up working for us, um, and maybe give entrepreneurs just that perspective um, as as an example, as kind of a, a flag to work from, because it's we're not saying we're right, it just works we're for not, us. We're not right on a lot of things. Although there are some things that I think we've done that people may be able to be able to deploy in their own lives. Well, and the the other thing is that you have to understand the base, before we go into how we make the entrepreneurship work, maybe some of, the, I just thought some of the basics as I was designing the show would be important. The well, other major, go ahead. Well, we're also gonna interview our kids later. Oh, we are. So that's, uh, that's gonna be fun for us because we kind of get we're, to see what's in their head. Are you head. scared? I mean, not scared, <laughs> I'm not. A, Major, gonna, but, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I am curious to hear, what, to hear say, what, yeah. what they say. Okay, another thing that's important to our relationship, which goes into us working day in and day out together, and then going home and you know having family life together, is that we're not mean. We're like really nice to each other. I was not primed to be nice to you though from the beginning. I had a series of horrible relationships before Jeremy, and I was ready. We were dating long enough that it was time to let him see my bitchy true colors, and I was being mean to him. And on, he, on an instance. Like, like just kind of rude, just like testing the waters, how he would react to that. And he was like, yeah, you know, if you're going to be mean, I don't think this is going to work. You may be 23 <laughs> or 22. But, and there's, you have a lot going for you, but if you're going to be a bitch, I'm out. <laughs> and that was true because, well, the thing I was afraid of back then was my other girlfriends before that had always gotten to that point where they felt like they had a right to be mean. And I remember in every instance thinking, I am not going to spend the rest of my life with this person because they were mean. Like it was that cute, I have a right, we're together, you, the, you have to love me because you said so. Um, kind of attitude and it was always like pushing that line and at some point you just get sick of it and you're like Ugh, I'm out and, and I didn't want that to happen with you so the second it happened and I think it was the first time and it I was happened, like I was like you want to be nice to me I want to be nice <laughs> and I was like well you're on probation we're gonna be girl. nice to each other I don't even know what this is like but I'm willing to try it so I think that that's been it positive. did I think set the tone yeah and so then, I'll take credit for that yeah, that was awesome. That yeah. was good. And then the other big thing is that 
we have a 48 hour rule. So obviously, if you run a family, a household, and two businesses together, you're gonna piss each other off at some point. Wait, what? <laughs> at some point, someone's gonna be like, oh. So, but not always is it a good idea to talk about it right in the moment. Sometimes it's better to reflect, like, does this matter? Was he right? Do I need to bring it up? So in our marriage, we have a 48 hour rule. So if one person is thinking about something that the other person did that wronged them, 48 hours after it happened, you have to bring it up or it's your own. As uncomfortable it is. As uncomfortable it is. That's our rule. So the other thing, and don't break the rule because then you're kind of breaking that marital. Like we both operate. Yeah, Yeah. we kind of operate with the assumption that if I said something and I'm thinking about it 24, 48 hours later, it doesn't. She doesn't say anything. Okay, well then it's really not that big of a deal. So, and if it was, then I'm kind of operating on a different playing field. But we would have to. I don't think we could have the life we have without those assurances yeah, built in. Right. And then the other thing is that that I'm happy with after being married for 15 years and being 23 when I got married. All this. <laughs> the whole is thing. that happy. you you never overly managed my youth. Like I made some dumb mistakes and I had my own career for a while and you weren't like giving me advice or being my parent. And you've never overly managed me. And, and especially would, the, the first years where that was more the case where I'd already made some of the mistakes you were careening towards. It's just one of those things that there are, it's part of life. You have to learn it. And if I'm being condescending because you don't know this yet, well, that's. You were never condescending. And you let me travel with my friends and like do things that you had already done. I had never been out of the country except for Canada. And then we went to Mexico for. Uh, <laughs> that was northern North Dakota. <laughs> well, the, I, I know it's had, different. I know yeah. it's different. But uh, and then I had a lot of time off because I worked for a French company while you were starting our first company, and so I went to China without you. I went to Greece without you, and you were like, "Go have fun." So I, I yeah. appreciate that you didn't overly manage me. So now people, we should. Yeah, go. but you don't know what I was doing when you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. Uh-huh. Okay, so now we have to talk about how we divide work up because we have worked at the same. So we have two companies, Wistar Group Property Management and Anaquim, and this has changed over time. But we've both worked at both companies for at least the last six years. Yeah, intensely. or we've worked together in one yeah. of the companies during. Yeah. Um, and so, how would you describe the way that we divide up responsibilities, broadly speaking? Uh, broadly speaking, you're the people person, and I'm the kind of procedures, make sure things are designed in a way that'll work, and putting it together. Is that what you would thought? Yeah, I would say the same thing. And then, our what are our biggest faults at work, and how do we compensate for each other's faults? Well. We're both not detail-oriented, but that's where I come in with procedures because um, I don't have, I'm ADD, so I'm not going to do something twice well or remember to do it because I just get kind of bored with it. So I build it into procedures and triggers that remind me to do things. Well, and I would say you build the procedures that intersect with software. Mostly. And yeah. I deal with procedures that are just completely people oriented. Okay. Like first day say. training or whatever is all like organized and. Yeah. 
So right. I'm on board with the processes and procedures, which if I were not on board with it, uh, you would struggle with me. Oh, that would be tough. Well, we wouldn't be able to work together. So, so, and then I manage my calendar really well where you not. forget meetings. Yeah. And then what do I do that sucks organizationally? Um, you, what sucks organizationally? <laughs> oh right? my God, okay. so, what doesn't suck? My email. Yeah, uh, your email's awful. Yours is very <laughs> delayed. My, I have right now probably four no, emails. No, I have two speeds of email, three seconds or three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's so true. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, I don't want to talk about what I suck at right now. <laughs> then we shan't. No, but what else? What else do you think is? So if there, if someone needs to be fired, I do it. Cause you, you, you are have way too. You have a bigger heart than me. I can, I love people deeply, but I can also do do the hard thing personally. I have to do the ones that are dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, you did. Like yeah, I was like, I've I think had... he might beat me up, and you were like, okay, okay I'll I got do this it one. for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that's it. So I mean, I mean, I'm sure that's not it. You have a lot of flaws, <laughs> but not that, <laughs> not that I can, not that I can think of off the top of my head. So household wise, we should talk about this piece. Um, oh, you know what? One difference is I, and I think this is probably mostly because I'm now 49 and kind of like, eh, I, I am not working as hard at trying to make sure everything's perfect all the time. I've built in this kind of calmer way of looking at things. Which comes in handy. For me. Well, sometimes it contrasts with what the, your approach, which is still a little bit more gung-ho-y. Well, I think it's good because like we deal with international banking, which is intensely stressful, and we had an issue. Oh yeah, two weekends I... ago, where it looked like there was a horrible large amount of money problem, like a huge amount of money was lost in the international transaction, and everyone knows don't call Gwen. Not everybody, but no. our our person who manages that piece of the puzzle knows that I am the wrong person. Yeah, you'll to, stress the hell out. To call in that circumstance, but that you would stay, Jeremy would be calm in that moment. So you got the call instead of me yeah. regarding that. Whereas sometimes my anal retentiveness is really great because like I will respond to the client, we will make this client happy. And I'm not gonna walk away until the client loves us again. Yeah, if there's a that's problem. right, yeah. So I think that that is a good balancing act as well. Yeah, definitely. So, um, but and also you keep the business running with the business things. Like you make sure all the bank accounts are reconciled. You make sure that we have um, our meetings. Mine has the mine brings the discipline yeah, to the the, in, the correct insurance and all the bank accounts like you do the businessy business stuff that you can't have a business well, unless you do it yeah like in property management one of the things that nobody does is make sure that their vendors have insurance um, and we do like and we have a process where every every time it comes up shows up on somebody's report and their job is to get that insurance updated if they haven't already sent it to us and those are the things that um, 
protect us and, and we've been protected. in existential crises you have already thought through how everything could get ruined and you've already made the move to ensure it doesn't which is what we try to do and for I, our clients yes and i don't do that so so that that's why we're a good balancing act because we kind of know each other's strengths and weaknesses without even really talking about it we kind of handle different things also we don't bring work home like i'll say for for example um today for the show i was a jerk and i gave our producer matt lovely matt the wrong well the right time but not time to set up for the show and i didn't tell you about it because why stress you about how i screwed over matt i just would have laughed uh, I'm like, oh, i don't God. so we d- intentionally <laughs> handle things without involving the other if it does them no emotional good to know i think that we yeah we'll I just be like right. oh i handled that yeah so, too much honesty is just irritating well it just why would i make your day worse if i got it under control yeah so i think that that helps us manage our and if there's nothing to learn from it yeah balance our lives better okay so household so a few interesting things about our household and i think philosophically we for better or worse i wouldn't say that this is necessarily good but i don't think we could both run companies if we were obsessed with our house looking perfect also and it doesn't because the house takes a lot of energy it takes a ton of energy to make sure a house is beautiful all the time and decorated for the season and all that stuff. And so our philosophy has always been small house, big life. Yeah. Because neither of us really care about that element to a fault, maybe. Maybe. Um, but I, and I think, though, that's kind of an influence from my dad, who, yeah, whose birthday was today, except he died. Um, he, I, he always made sure that what was instilled in me was like, I don't really care what other people think. He really didn't. He had terry cloth workout pants that were blue and tan until late into the 90s. <laughs> and, and he your, wore them all the time. He wore a, character, a, he wore a uh, fanny pack all the time. And he's like, hey. We just don't, we have chosen to not focus on the house because we're interested in other things and those are our focus, focuses. Yeah. Uh, and so our household is very modest. You will not be impressed if you come to Omaha because it's just not our focus at all. We have very low technology in our household. We don't need, I don't think we have a working TV right now. Well, I don't think we do have a working TV. <laughs> And I don't think I don't think we've had a working TV for uh, over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Because we used to try to watch the Sunday shows once in a while, but one weekend it didn't work. We're like, well, that's that. It's that. <laughs> <laughs> not doing I that can, anymore. I can find the best excerpts on Twitter. I so suppose I can figure that out. Yeah. But. So we're low tech. Don't care about the house, and all we talk about is ideas that are interesting to us. Which, yeah, I, and funny how that works because I even now write a column for our local newspaper because I don't know they they approached me because I have some different ideas that somebody liked, and I now I get to write for them once. It gives me that um, kind of an excuse to do the thinking now in a more formal way. That's fun. That's nerdy of us. So yeah, that those are the things that we talk about and focus on. And like it's Christmas time right now, and the tree is up, and it took all of twenty minutes for us to get yeah. Christmas ready to go. But um, back to the household. This is very shameful for me. I'm gonna tell you how we get dinner and our house organized, and it's because I don't actually do that. So we 
we don't fight very often, Jeremy and me, but we did have one big blowout fight because I was running the call center, which is 24 hours a day, seven days a week on holidays, running the virtual assistant program at Anaquim, also helping with some drama at Wistar Group with some of the maintenance techs at the time, and then doing all the laundry and getting every most of the the work that people would call like most that women typically do at home and I was flipping out and Jeremy was like don't get mean to me we should just hire it out and I was like I'm not from a family that hires this out like culturally I am not going to hire all this out it was such a huge um, roadblock for me emotionally and you had lived in another country so you were like i mean everybody in mexico has helped like yeah and it makes it 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 makes makes it way more efficient yeah especially as a bachelor i mean i i learned when i lived in mexico that my house without a maid was disgusting (laughs) i would have friends over and it was it just so so he was like get a maid and stop ruining your life like stop being a martyr about it just get a maid and so and i don't like to use the word maid. it's not the right word it's the wrong word because jen is like my sister wife except well none of the fun stuff yeah And not and and it's not like it's Alice from it the Brady way. Bunch. No, but Jen is like seriously. It takes another woman in our marriage to make it work, and it's Jen. She five said it once. <laughs> she cooks. Got slapped. She cleans. She organizes us. She helps us with parenting because she doesn't do anything for the kids. Right. So she'll be like, their laundry is really behind, or their rooms look dis- like a disaster. You should see. So she tells me that I need to rev things up so our gen our gen is actually there for us and not there for the kid for the kids at all in any way other than food like obviously the kids eat food but so she is an integral part of how our life works and great cook there's no way we could operate without her which i I think i'm so and and she took the week off last week and so that and we noticed it um but it's so and this happened a while back where i think you brought it to mind that a lot of women have help in the house especially successful women and they never really bring it up they never talk about it and and then so that kind of comes it it seems like how it makes other women feel like well shit how is it that this person in the public is life working out, is working out? Their hair is done. They have a business. They have kids. Great family. And then their house is managed. It's like it's an we perpetuate an impossible reference point if we don't talk about how we make it work. My friend in China was the one who told me that. I said, "Oh, I have a secret. I'm t- I'm going to tell you my secret. I I have help at home." And she was like, "Well, you can keep it a secret until you get comfortable with it and then it's your job to tell other women how you do it." And I was like, "Uh, oh, I don't want to." And she's like, "Well, that's kind of your job." Yeah, because it's kind of like the um it's like the Photoshop of the magazine industry, of the modeling industry, yeah, right? Yeah, it's so, like the, the highlight reel. Yeah, yeah, they just put everything out there that looks great and not not taking, you know, kind of tricking your mind into thinking that every, that woman actually looks like that. But no, there's a whole layer of activity that goes on top of it that makes it look realistic, but, but isn't in any way. And so, here's another piece of that that I think would be interesting to entrepreneurs, is we hire Jen 
before Anaquim was actually making money. Because I was gonna, True. I was mentally and emotionally so drained, and I mean, doing the call center plus the remotes at the same time, I almost reached a breaking point because I just literally couldn't physically do it. Um, and it wasn't making money yet. So we, I told you, I said, I either have to back off from work or I need help at home. And you said, don't back off from work. I believe in this business. Let's just invest in someone to help at home. And we're just gonna believe and take the bet that it will work out. But we got the help before the money was coming in in that business. Yeah. I think that's an important point. Well, yeah, because that, you can't build a business f uh, bef if you don't have help with that. And especially if you don't like it or if you don't take any pleasure. And a lot of people do take it, men and women, I, I would imagine. But um, they like and that that's time. Just like us. mowing the lawn. Men like to mow the lawn. But no, I hate mowing the lawn. We dislike all things yeah. regarding domestic chores. Yeah, I'd rather read something or go work out, or and and that's that's what this kind of let this is what that lets you do more of that and not the stuff you don't want to do. But my point is, some men like to mow. Okay, well, don't give that out. Yeah. Um, and other women might women might like to do uh, the laundry. Although I can't imagine that made sense to <laughs> anybody. Just cooking, an example. Cooking. cooking. People, People like, like to cook. cook. Yeah. So don't 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 hire that out. But I do think that if you're both working, maybe maybe you got to get a smaller house, like Dave Ramsey would suggest. That's fine. Yeah, small house. It's worth it because it's quality. And wise. we don't fight over because really the only things that we've ever really fought over is domestic chores. That's probably true. And so it's. Like if you can't find something, it's on. You'll I'll say text Jen. It's not like I failed you because I didn't bring your shirt home from the dry cleaner or something. Yeah, right. So it really reduces the friction a lot. And there's no way we could have started our businesses without lovely Jen. <laughs> Love her. So parenting. The other thing about our parenting style um, is that I don't think we could have two businesses without being relaxed in the way that we're relaxed as parents. So I was trying to think of a story that would epitomize our parenting strategy, and it's this. Amelia was turning seven, and I wanted to take, I think it was five of her friends camping. I love to camp. I don't know, it's just like my thing. And I didn't want you to come, because I'm like, oh, it's creepy, like you'll, not that you're creepy, but just. Five little girls. Like me. camping is yeah. like, I don't know. I was just like, I got it. I'll handle it. I'm taking the girls camping. So I take the girls camping. I get the food ready. I have a cake. Candles. I didn't have the candles. I, and then I realized, like in my glove compartment, I had a three and a four candle. Like the ones that had. Like it actually was a three and it was actually as one a four. Would. <laughs> I don't know why I had that in my glove compartment. I had them somehow. And I was like, oh, well, we'll just add three and four together. That makes seven. So Amelia's seventh birthday pictures, she has a 34 on her A cake. four plus three <laughs> is seven. And that, but that, but that, that's like totally our parenting. We're like, oh, 
you know, I did this fun thing outside with a bunch of kids that showed love and I care about her, but the details were just totally a mess. You know, and like it makes the, it actually more fun, more memorable. And if we wouldn't have had by chance a four and a three candle, probably would have used pine cones or, or some other white resourceful. But uh, like people, I was talking to my friends, and they're like, "What are your holiday traditions?" And I'm like, oh, "Christmas season is always crazy for us because we have a bunch of holiday parties. So for our kids, we just give them a hundred ones each, and we're like, just do random acts of kindness." Yeah, so they have a hundred dollar wad, huge wad of money, and people are people are usually more organized than us, and they'll be like, "Oh well, you know, adopt a family." We're like, "I we're not organized enough to find a family to adopt. <laughs> Let's just give the kids ones, and they could just give them to whoever they want." I yeah. mean, that's just another example of our strange. I guess not sweating the small stuff is kind of the yeah, and big we deal. we live right by our the kids' school, so they walk to and from school whether it's raining or snowing. So, I don't know, it's kind of, yeah, free range parenting type thing. All right, okay. so let's uh, get to talking about our kids, with our kids. Okay, so we want to introduce Amelia and Christine. Uh, Christine, why don't you say how old you are and your what your hobby is. Okay, I'm Christine. Closer. I'm 13, and I love uh, reading and riding horses and playing with friends. And Amelia, how old are you and what are you what do you like to do for fun? Um my name is Amelia Aspen. I am 11 years old and I like to do anything horse related. Cool. Okay, so what is the hardest part about having entrepreneurial parents? And you can be honest. Um well, sometimes Close. you guys like miss events that are important to us if you go on tra trips and stuff it's not that common but it is it has happened yes yeah and i'm mostly the one to blame for that yes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'd say the same thing about i don't think there's a lot of downsides because i mean you just learn to be more independent and stuff so there's a lot more upsides than downsides so let's talk about that what are, how do you think that we treat or cause you to be more independent than maybe families that aren't entrepreneurial i think we guys hear you talking to people and working and it just helps us understand it a little more than other kids Oh, kind of like to have situational awareness like you'll yes. be able to hear here's how you talk on the phone or here's here's how you talk to people here's how you talk to people As here's how you let people go or fire them have, have you, you heard ever that? heard us fire anyone no but i've heard the stories okay yeah. okay yeah. all right <laughs> um i'd say a major upside is that you become more independent how so um well it's mostly that like i know how to deal with like maybe problems that like if i want something i kind of know how to like i hear you guys on the phone and stuff and i uh kind of know how to talk to people on the phone and it just makes me like hey mom and dad i need help with this like all the time and it's not like i always have to ask for help and stuff yeah, so as an example, Amelia had said we were going to move horse barns. Well, no, we weren't. We loved our horse barn, but Amelia, I think, conspired with Christine, and they had this idea that uh, maybe we should move, and we probably weren't going to be all that active in getting that done. Because we're busy. We're busy, and so Amelia literally 
called the barns, looked for researched barns, called the barns, spoke to the owners, found out the pricing, presented us with something, and and then set up the show. Set up the show. We went to go look, and then made the move. And then organized the vet and the move date and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So. So like that. That's an upside. Yeah. Like and it wasn't well. Sometimes I, of course, had to ask for help because it was nothing like I had done before, really. Um, but I pretty much did it all by myself. Yeah. And you run into some problems, like Christine was trying to set up a dumpster for a, an investment house we have up in Michigan, and <laughs> and the guy was just lost. He did. Our last name was Aspen. It was hilarious. Yeah, he was lost. How was he lost? He thought even... that it was Aspen. Oh, I shouldn't company. say the name. Yeah, it was a roofing company. Uh, they got confused by the name, and he said no because he had had a bad time with them in the past and we we're like wait what so then that took me getting but they you know they do it so so we do make you do a lot more things than other kids what are some there other- are some moments where people are like well i'm on the phone with someone and then they're like oh you're too young and then hang up like i've had that happen to me like maybe three or four times it's it's weird yeah, <laughs> yeah. well and it's true like in their defense you're the only time they've ever had an 11 year old call up and say hey what does this horse cost yeah so what about other things that typically moms do that you're doing for yourselves a lot of things like you have to get pretty much everyone in my class their mom makes their lunch for them at school and we make our own everyone's mom does their laundry and some even clean their rooms and pack their bags help them with their homework you don't do anything oh. like that. Are, you, are you guys are you guys angry with that no, no. i'm actually glad because again it helps us be more independent and ready for like once we leave the house do you feel neglected no. no. Why not? Because you're there for us when we need help. You like just... what? Like what do we what do we do together that counterbalances well, that so you don't feel neglected? Well, so we try to do something, and if we if we t- we feel like we can't do it, we ask you. And like one story is like when we were younger and we needed help on the couch because we were too short. Dad went pick us up and put us on the couch he'd lift his toe up and make us still work for it not just do it by ourselves and i think we learn a lot from that but yeah yeah that is a trick that i <laughs> am glad you picked up on not well kind of so you passed it on to your kids yeah. but i because then they have those little successes this is a psychology thing um but they have those little successes like even getting up on the couch they don't have to surrender and be like eh, pick me up they just keep trying and trying and trying. They kind of let me know they're not going to get there, or I pick up on it. I put a foot there, and they get up. And then there's a win. Like, they're a little bit proud of themselves. I mean, it's not one of those things you get a trophy for, but it's just, like, it wasn't a failure, and I did it myself for the most part. So you guys do feel like whatever you want to do, you can accomplish it? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So does our house, uh, the size of our house and stuff ever embarrass you? No, I mean, it's different like compared to other kids but i'm actually glad we have a small house because like it just makes us closer as a family and that sounds kind of yeah cheesy go ahead <laughs> lay on the cheese I, I <laughs> lay on the cheese that's what we love um the only thing about it is that you can literally hear anything like if i say something like like down in the basement you could probably hear it upstairs it's not like uh, it's I mean, it's fine. Like farts? 
Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Dad. Um, but yeah. Like, uh, I don't mind it though because I don't need a big house. I think. So and I have a question to, before we wrap it up. Would you guys rec- would would you want your kids to grow up the same way as you're growing up or different? I think pretty much or at least really close to the same. Yeah. I like it. I, like I think it. it's helpful to become independent and I'm glad that I have the experiences I have because I'm independent and I think your entrepreneurial aura <laughs> I don't know that helped us get there. Okay. Amelia, you you agree or would yeah. you, do you disagree? No, I I really like I I like it a lot. I and have it, a feeling you're going to have an elf on the shelf though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Amelia has always wanted an elf on the shelf. I'm like I can't handle that. <laughs> We're not doing an elf on the shelf. And I, and the other nice thing about being entrepreneurial um at a certain level is it does afford you the uh um opportunity the flexibility well the flexibility but also financially um to do things that you girls kind of get to enjoy um but what about like some of the things we do and or we have and stuff it could it be spoiling like do you guys feel that you're spoiled in any way well i feel like everyone at least in america is spoiled in some way pretty much everyone has running water hot water and most people, not right. everyone. Um, we're pretty lucky as like America as whole. Um, and I think that, yes, like we have more than lots of people, but also we, we make sure we don't take it for granted as much. Um, like, and we balance it out. Like we have horses, but we also have a really humble home. And we don't have fancy unnecessary items you don't have a lot of blingy stuff do you yeah we're not materialistic so that also contributes to us not um taking items for granted or wanting more of that okay that's good to pick up on we're glad that you picked up on that yeah i don't well i feel like spoiled is more like when you take more things for granted and i am uh, when I go to bed every night, um, I think about five things I'm thankful for, mm. and I didn't stuff know that like about that. you. I've told you that before. No, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I also think we have a good sense of humor. Not yeah, we have yeah. a fun family. It is fun. Well, thank you for being our guest today. Thank you for having us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for forcing us to be here on your show, Dad and Mom. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Bootstrappers. Like and subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. This has been Bootstrappers, a unique presentation designed to help you better understand how the world turns. Contact Gwen or Jeremy at posts at bootstrappers.club or visit our website, anaquim.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcasts on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and our YouTube channel. Thank you and join us next time for Bootstrappers.